Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you have your Bibles, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 as we're making our way through the book of Corinthians and... Uh, we are back on track. Well, uh, the background here, if you weren't here at the beginning when we started Corinthians, is that uh, Paul started the church at Corinth on his second missionary journey, and uh, the church at Corinth had some problems. It was a very carnal city. I mean, you kind of think of Las Vegas is like that. And so this uh, letter is a corrective letter to correct some of the problems at the church in Corinth, and they had wrong ideas about church and spirituality and how church should function. And so Paul is correcting some things and telling them some things they need to know about spiritual maturity. And so in verse 1, pick it up in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. Now, uh, when he says here, let, us, let, let a man uh, so consider us as, as servants, that word servants in the Greek is literally under rowers. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw Ben-Hur, big ship, and down below there were slaves down there rowing when there was no wind to blow the boat, right? And so he's basically saying, hey, we're slaves, servants, ministers. That word minister means, uh, you know, servant. And so he's saying, look, as Christians, we're servants. And then he says, stewards of the mystery of God. Now, stewards were overseers of things that uh, you know, belonged to their masters, and the overseers had a responsibility to oversee whatever they were stewards of. Now, for all of us, we are stewards of the gospel, right? God has given us this truth to pass on. So he says in verse 2, moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. And so I, I love it in verse 2 when Paul says it's required. That means it's mandatory, that it's not an option. If you want to be a part of God's work in this world of helping people to come to the light. If you want to serve the Lord, uh, faithfulness is a requirement to accomplish God's purposes. And uh, we might call faithfulness reliability, right? And uh, in our society, I think maybe, has reliability been scratched from our vocabulary? I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, God wants to make you reliable, right? That's what he's telling those in, in the Corinthian church. Now, aren't you thankful for your reliable friends, right? Well, do you have any reliable friends? Raise your hand if you have a reliable friend. Yeah, I mean, see, if you go to a church like this, you got a lot of reliable friends, right? But uh, now, I guess we don't want to go down the road of, like, do you have any unreliable friends? And, and so uh, we don't want that, right? That's what God, God doesn't want us to be like. Now, maybe we were all like that before we got saved, but Jesus taught a lot of parables about faithfulness, about reliability. And in Luke 2, or Luke 12, verse 43 there, 42, he says, and the Lord said, who then is a faithful and wise steward whom his master will uh, make ruler over his household to give uh, them their portions of food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find him so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. So uh, being faithful is so important as it relates to spirituality, to serving God, to being uh, a part of God's work. God wants us to be faithful. And uh, 
when Jesus comes back, he wants to find us being faithful to whatever he's called us to do. Why is that? Well, because it produces a blessed life. As we read in Proverbs 28, 20, it says, a faithful man will abound with blessings. And we did a whole study on that. And so you can check it out a couple weeks ago. Um, Verse three, it says, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. Now, some of those in the Corinthian church were judging Paul and uh, they didn't appreciate Paul's ministry. And, and some of them were judging Paul's motives, like, Paul, why are you, you know, trying to tell us what to do or whatever or be involved with the church of Corinth? He started the church of Corinth. And uh, Paul's saying, <clears throat> you know, it's, I, I don't really care about you guys judging me. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 1, he said, judge not that you may not be judged. For with the judgment that you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not consider the plank in your own eye? So what Jesus was saying is that not that we shouldn't make judgments. We need to make judgments. He's saying that you shouldn't judge whether someone's going to heaven or hell. And he's saying, more importantly, you need to be judging your own life. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Paul is saying, uh, you know, that uh, God has given us all things to do in life, and we need to be judging, uh, am I doing what God's called me to do? And important for us to to realize that uh, when Paul says here in verse 3, but with me it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you. In other words, Paul's saying uh, uh, this is how you deal with criticism when you're in ministry. If you teach Sunday school, you're an usher, you're a greeter, right? How should you deal with criticism? How should you deal with people, you know, giving you criticism about your service to the Lord? Well, Paul's basically saying, well, how I view your judgment towards me, he says, a very small thing, <laughs> right? Like, uh, you know, he's saying, look, that's no big deal about you judging me. Why? Well, because Paul was much more concerned about what God thought of him. And that's so important, right? Uh, we want to be concerned about what God thinks of our service for him, not about what people think. Uh, in, in Galatians 1, Paul said, uh, you can see that I'm not trying to please you uh, by sweet talk and flattery. No, I am trying to please God. And if I were still trying to please men, I would not be Christ's servant. So basically Paul's saying is that when you become a Christian, that now your goal in life is to please God, not to please people. And those are two contrary things. And, uh, you know, the Bible teaches us that uh, you can't please God and please people. You know, they're, they're contradictive because people are fickle, right? And uh, people want this and they want that. And so uh, Paul's saying, uh, you know, it's no, no big deal about what you think of me, but it's what God thinks. And in verse 3 he says, in fact, I do not even judge myself. Now I love that. Paul's saying to them, uh, you might not think I'm very spiritual, but Paul's saying what's important is not what other people think of me, not what I think of myself, but what's most important is what does God think of me. And you might be saying to yourself, well, Pastor Bob, how do I know what God thinks of me? Well, that's why it's so important to read your Bible. That's why it's so important to know God's Word. What does God's Word say about how you're living life, about what you're doing, how you're navigating life? And uh, so important to read the Bible regularly, to pray, and to say, Lord, help me to know where I'm at. What am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? In verse 4, he goes on to say, For I know nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me in the Lord. So Paul's saying, look, I don't know, uh, I don't think I've done anything wrong, but I'm not justified by what I think about myself. It's by the Lord. The Lord is the one who judges me, so that's the one I should be concerned about. What does he think of me? In verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord has come. Uh, For who will bring, uh, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. 
then each one's praise will come from God. Now, I love this where he says, judge nothing before the time. Now, uh, I've heard it said that some people, the only exercise they get is jumping to conclusions, right? And so uh, <clears throat> it's important for us to realize, judge nothing before it's time. What it's talking about is that God is going to judge your life at the end of your life, right? And he's going to judge your whole life. He's not going to just judge one day or one hour. It's the totality of your life. And when you think about your life and you think about how God judges your life, it's the whole thing. And uh, what, what Paul's saying to them is that you need to be faithful to the end of your life. It's not about one day. And, and many of Jesus' parables uh, about faithfulness had to do with being faithful to the end, right? And so sometimes uh, the people in Corinth, they think, well, look at that person. He's doing some great ministry today. But really Paul's saying, look, you need to look at how it looks in the end because sometimes, and we're going to see at this, that there were people in the Corinthian church that looked spiritual, but in reality they weren't. And anyone can serve Jesus for a day or a chapter of their life. Anybody can come to church and get involved. Uh, but what really Jesus thought about was being faithful to the end, right? And that is a whole other thing uh, because I'm sure everybody in this room has known somebody who was all on fire for Jesus, going to church, maybe serving Jesus at church, and now they don't even go to church at all, right? And so Paul's saying, don't judge things ahead of time. And, you know, sometimes my wife will ask me uh, about a situation, and she'll, you know, look at a situation and say, what do you think about that? And uh, I remember years ago, uh, one of our friends was telling us about how their kids got married, and, and they were doing great. And, and then we got in the car, and my wife said, so what do you think about that, about how they're doing? And I said, well, I don't know. They're young. I mean, let's wait 10 years and see what's happening. Or 20. I mean, it's like, I mean, because that's how God looks at our lives, right? He doesn't look at one day, right? He's concerned about every aspect of your life. He knows how many hairs on your head. But Paul's saying, don't judge things by what happens in one day, right? And, and the Lord's going to judge our motives and our hearts. In Acts 20, verse 24, Paul said, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. And so Paul was saying, look, you got to get to the end, right? And you want to finish your race with joy. And that's important for all of us when we think about our spiritual journey, making it to the end and making it with joy, right? That's God's desire for your life, that you'd have a joyful life and that you would finish well. You'd be faithful to the end. Uh, because uh, when we get to the end, then God's going to judge everything that we did our whole life. In 1 Corinthians 3.13, it says, everyone's work will become clear for that day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and fire will test each one's work what sort it is. And so we know that uh, what we've done for Jesus and all of our service to God and all those things we've done in life, that they're going to be judged, right? And they're going to be judged by fire. And the things that were done with wrong motive, those things are going to be burned up. And, and so Paul's telling those you know, carnal Christians at Corinth that thought they were doing so great. They're like, hey, you need to, don't hastily look at things. You need to realize in the end, God's going to judge. Verse 6, now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written. For none of you may be, uh, for that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. So Paul said in verse 6 that I've figuratively, that means you know, kind of giving you this picture of servants, under rowers, slaves of Christ, stewards, overseers, managers of things that we don't own, right? And that's really what your life is. Do you realize your life and all the things you have are just temporary? That one day you're going to breathe your last, and then whatever you had, whatever you're managing, done. You're on your way, right? And then somebody else is going to get it. Uh, and generally the American way is that, well, we don't want to 
be depressing, but generally the American way is that the parents, you know, I don't know who was the generation before the baby boomers, they work hard and they are frugal and, and then they pass it down to the boomers and then they work hard and they're frugal and then they pass it down to, what's the generation after that? X, I don't know. And then they just burn through it in like six months. I don't know. I mean, it's like, uh, but, uh, well, and then I don't know what comes after that and who knows, but, but, but the thing is, is that, that Paul's saying that we need to manage what God's given us the best we can, right? And, and, and that's so important. And we shouldn't get puffed up, Paul's saying. Don't get all puffed up about where you're at today because you got to get to the finish line. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will